Hey guys, welcome back to Squads Bar, and uh, we know the semi-finalists of Europe 2020 now, and uh, four teams going to be one winner. But uh, since we've not made a video last time, we are going to talk about a few teams right now. Mm-hmm. Mostly the teams that were supposed to do well, and the teams that did well in the round of 16, and uh, the previous rounds, that is the group stages. So I think we should start talking about the World Champions France. And uh, to be honest. No, when I looked at the French team playing against Germany in the first, uh, very first game, I told you I sensed that they, uh, they were starting to play some covered football. Uh, I was not able to explain that properly, but uh, after the draw against Hungary and uh, the game against Portugal, my doubts deepened, and they were out from the to- tournament in the first knockout game itself. Switzerland were two goals down. They were three-one. Yet they were able to come back. Not only they uh, made a comeback, they also won in the penalties. So that just that just uh, proves my point that France were somehow lacking uh, in some department, and that actually costed them the Euro Championship. Uh, you know, uh, when we created a post on Instagram talking about uh, France, uh, there was one uh, one point you know which was the highlighted point that I wrote uh, at the top of that uh, post, and uh, you can go to a sports bar on our Instagram page and see that post. Uh, the first point that I wrote was that France uh, France attack was uh, very one dimensional. You know, they had only one game plan that was uh, uh, use the pace of Mbappe. Uh, pay Mbappe. No, and the one somewhere. Expect Mbappe to make a run, and then he'll score a goal. <laughs> yes, so you know, yeah, that's you know, everyone was you know, everyone in the defense, everyone their goalkeeper, you know, everyone was like, fuck it, we will pass it over, there, we will uh, shot, there, we will you know, what you can say, uh, put it over there, someone will take it and run into the goal, and you know, that uh, mm-hmm. that was the only game plan that I think you know that uh, France team really had uh, using the quickness of Mbappe and uh, Benzema. And you know, uh, in one shot, you know, they usually you know, it, it kind of worked. You know, Benzema he scored four goals. Uh, two against Portugal and two against in that uh, quarter round of 16 match against Switzerland. So in that case, you know, it was working. But you know, once uh, the team, you should know, it was. It is very simple to find out. It is very simple to predict. You know, that they are going to do uh, do this, and uh, it, once you know that what what is opponent is going to do, uh, then you counter it. Like it's uh, easy for the defenders to set an offside mm-hmm. trap when uh, mm-hmm. you sense there's an attack coming. Then just all the defenders will move forward, and then if the player makes run, mm-hmm. uh, he can be caught offside. And that has happened two times against Germany. Mm-hmm. You know, Benzema had scored a goal, Mbappe had scored a goal. Both these goals were ruled out due to the offside uh, rule. So. Yeah, it becomes easy for the defenders to uh, sense an attack coming, and uh, they can act accordingly. It has worked for the defenders. So you know, and uh, uh, and again, uh, I also said that uh, they did not have any plan B or any plan C. You know. Uh, their fullbacks were not pushing forward. They were not having what you can say a natural width. Uh, all you know, all the wingers Mbappe and uh, Griezmann, they were just come cutting inside. And Pogba was also saying in the midfield, Kante was not making those uh, runs that he used to make for Chelsea, where he ran from the deep into those half spaces. Uh, and again, as I said, fullbacks were not pushing. So there was you know, not natural width. And only again, uh, they showed that they they knew only one way to play. That it was to direct uh, through the middle of the park. And once the team found out, it was easy to defend against. Uh, you had to just go narrow, and uh, again, uh, no one was there to provide us with. So that means that no one was there outside waiting, you know, to cross the ball in. So again, the teams had to just go narrow, and they just uh, stifled out uh, France, you can say. And uh, you know, uh, everyone was talking about France being the world uh, world champions. They they were number one pick of everyone. Uh, whenever, whenever you know, uh, when whoever, whoever I saw, whoever's prediction I saw, uh, they firmly said that uh, France is going to win this one. France is going to win this one. Everyone was predicting uh, France as their uh, Euro Euro champions. But after you know watching those two three games, it came to uh, it came to my knowledge. You know, after uh, looking what they were doing, uh, I ca- I saw that you know maybe you know they might uh, do something against uh, big teams like Italy and Belgium. You know, 
बिकॉज दो टीम लाइक टू हैव दैट बेल्जियम एंड स्पेन ऑल्सो दो टीम लाइक टू हैव पोजिशन एंड फ्रांस आर काइंड ऑफ एंटी पोजिशन यू नो वेर दे जस्ट लाइक टू रिलाय ऑन दर काउंटर अटैक पेज टू क्रिएट दो चांसेस इवन इफ दे डोंट हैव पोजिशन दे आर फाइन विथ इट सो नो आई थॉट मे बी यू नो दे माइट डू वेल अगेंस्ट टीम्स लाइक इटली बेल्जियम एंड एंड ये स्पेन Uh, but uh, they face off switzerland and switzerland are one of kind of a team you know where they usually don't have that much kind of position so uh, it all depend on france you know to create those chances and i think they failed in those ca- i mean they scored three goals but again uh, after scoring those three goals i think they went uh, very much defensive uh, if they could have you know what you can say dictated the position even not if even not create the create the chances just hold off the ball just tire the swiss uh, swiss players out uh, you know just move the ball around here and there passing amongst each other even don't create any goals just move the ball around just have that have that position you know just what you can say to suck the hope out of switzerland but instead of that uh, they again relied on their counter attack you know they uh, they knew that they are in front now they can just sit back relax and enjoy and don't uh, and even if they don't they thought that even if we don't have position we can rely on counter attack and this is where you know the things came to haunt them back and Swiss Switzerland got those two goals back and once it went to the penalties then it was you can say 50-50 you know because penalties anything can happen anyone can uh, win penalties uh, you, you don't know uh, it's always 50-50 during penalties mm. but, but if you talk about Switzerland versus France game mm. uh, i was 100% sure Switzerland had a momentum because they scored mm. two late goals and two late goals just rejuvenate each and every player even the goalkeeper so that actually helped the swiss team and uh, we all know what happened against mbappe you know mm. he uh, hit that penalty but summer was able to save so it was all due to the momentum and uh, it wasn't just 50 50 it was i'll say 70 30 in favor of switzerland because of those two late goals uh, mm. which just added momentum into their side and uh, talking about a little bit of fans you know i would like to say mbappe had had a, had a what you can say a bad tournament uh, zero goals zero assists but you know that is expected from someone not expected you know because uh, you shown in the you, you have signed shine yourself outshine yourself in the world cup uh, 19 year old kid you know scoring those goals but uh, now you know they have seen him play uh, now they know what are the what are his strengths and weakness and everything uh, all the camera was in on him all the focus was on him And 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 again, you know, all the all what you can say, the opponents, what you can say, defenders were on him. So again, it was a tough tournament for him. But again, uh, this is where you know what you can say, the difference between a world class player and a and a good player. You know, this difference come to play. If he is a world class mm-hmm. player, then he will show that he he will show what you can say improvements in his game. Just like you know, uh, why Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo dominated uh, the the this whole decade because you know they brought something new in the game always. <laughs> uh they were constantly improving and you know this is what the face uh, that uh, mbappe is going through nice uh, it's good that he has pace it's good that he is quick on the ball and he is very good uh, when when a team has to play counter attack football but now it's he needs to add more and more to his game and if he doesn't then he will just uh, stifle out and everyone will know what he is doing and everyone will have an answer to it and everything will fall you know what you can say out of uh, out of uh, balance for him and he might just become he might just be an average player Exactly. Uh, even Zinedine Zidane made a statement about Mbappe. He said Mbappe needs to be more humble. Mm. He talked about uh, many legends being better than him. Uh, did more things uh, than Mbappe did on the pitch, and uh, yet they were humbler. So he was expecting Mbappe to be more humbler. Of course, Mbappe is just a young 22, mm. 23 year old uh, youngster. He's got over a decade, like 12, 14 uh, good years with him. Uh, hopefully, he'll improve. And it was just a beginning of new things for Mbappe. Uh, he must have learned his lessons. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a big team. Uh, he's got uh, you know his well wishes and all uh, to 
may uh, keep him uh, in a comfortable space so hopefully he'll do well and uh, we'll move on to another team i think we should talk about another team from the group of death that is germany so recently uh, tony cruz the german sniper has announced retirement uh, he has played 106 games for germany and uh, in the span of 11 years he scored 17 goals so great career for tony cruz and uh, he said he wanted to concentrate more for real madrid so good for him but i personally think that he should have waited for another year because uh, the qatar world cup was just around the corner uh, he could have uh, made an impact and uh, since germany have a new manager uh, they can also aim for the world cup he could have won another world cup mm. i feel Uh, well, again, you know, Tony Cruz is 31 years old. He would have, I mean, you know, the Qatar World Cup is just what you can say, 15 minutes, uh, 15 months away from us. He could have probably waited, but I think so. He saw that uh, now it's the time for new generation to come. He saw that you know a lot of new players, you know, Timo Werner is coming up. Uh, then you have Kai Havertz. Uh, then the defense was also new. Matthias uh, Matthias Ginter was uh, was Antonio there. Rudiger. Antonio Rudiger. Then you had Go- uh, Robin Gosens. Uh, so you know, all these uh, what you can say, new players were coming in, and he thought that uh, the time when I should play when I was. Lee was well. It's passed uh, behind him, and all the players, you know, when who with whom he plays against, all most of them, you know, had uh, retired for Germany. Uh, so I guess it might be a good decision on his part. But Germany, you know, mm-hmm. will uh, do. They do have players like uh, Kimmich. You know, Kimmich now will now move into this uh, CDM role, and he might, you know, take over uh, the uh, Cruz's position and Cruz's role, which my which is a good thing for Kimmich because this was not a Euro, you know, where not expected from Kimmich. You know. Yeah, again, he had a, what you can say a sort of an average performance. You know, uh, with Kimmich, you always expect him expect him to uh, provide assist. You know, play those long balls towards, just like Cruz. Uh, he has also the same role for he. That's for Bayern Munich. You know, to be but, honest, hmm. uh, Joshua Kimmich had a, a good game against France, but uh, he just phased out uh, during the rest of the tournament. Nowhere to be seen. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, Joshua Kimmich will have to step his game up. I I think he's probably one of those players. Who are looked as uh, the future captain of the German team, the future captain of Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. Of course, everyone expects him to do well, and uh, yeah, he's just 25 year old. He's he's got good years ahead, and uh, he'll do well. Again, uh, he's one of my favorite players. You know, as you say, I like to see those. Uh, I like uh, midfielders very well, and any and especially those midfielders who can play a perfect long ball. You know, what you can say, sniper, sniper, sniper role. Uh, play those perfect yeah, long balls. Uh, yes. So again, you know, I like those kind of. And Kimmich is one of my favorite players. And you know, this was what you can say as a Kimmich fan. Uh, it was not a great turnaround for him. Uh, attacking wise, he was phasing out, as you said, he was literally phasing out. Defensive wise, you know, uh, he was getting caught on by players like Mbappe and uh, uh, the German England player as well, Luke Shaw was uh, Luke Shaw and Sterling dominated that left side uh, in the round of system game. So again, as you said, he was uh, phasing out in attack and did not pro- contribute much in the defense. Leaving those uh, left hand spaces open. If you look, you know, I think so. Germany considered uh, one against France, uh, two against Portugal, two against Hungary, uh, five, seven. Out of the seven goals, you know, four goals. I, I guess uh, three or four goals were from that uh, left, uh, from that German right hand side. You know, where Kimmich left that uh, left that position open. Uh, players uh, put a cross from that uh, position and uh, they scored a goal. So four, I think, so four out of seven goals were came from that area. So it looks, it tells that uh, Kimmich was defensively not great. But again, uh, you can expect him to improve. And another thing, you know, I found out that Germany were uh, not doing good. As you also questioned me that Germany have a lot of position, they have a lot of players, why are they not? Uh, what you can say, creating those, uh, creating those chances, scoring those goals. And one of the things, you know, that I found out that they need someone like you know Timo Werner alongside. You know, they need someone to play with uh, with him. You know, 
because only Timo Werner was making those runs. Uh, Muller is kind of a player who was dropping back. Havertz was also, also dropping back in the midfield. So, you know, there was a cluster of players in the midfield and the midfield looked, uh, what you can say, overpacked. There was you know, no one in the front, you know, who can, who, who can just make those runs for for players like Kimmich or Havertz, you know, to just play those two balls. Only Werner was there. Uh, I think, you know, if you, you can drop one of uh, Muller or Kai Havertz, any one of them you can drop and probably play uh, Werner or Gnabry or... Uh, Kevin Werner, you know, any any three, any three, any two out of those three players you can play, and you could have seen uh, that the Germany now have uh, more players on counter attack, other than, other than Timo Werner being just just being there. Uh, so I think you know that was one of the reasons that I thought uh, they might have uh, improved upon. And the other thing, uh, the third thing you know I would like to say is over reliance on Kim uh, Cruz. Over reliance in the sense means uh, because uh, Cruz had to do a lot of things, a uh, lot of things for Germany. He was uh, one of the only midfielders uh, available for uh, Germany every at any time. Uh, Goretzka is a kind of player who likes to move forward, support those attack. Uh, uh, okay, I think so. Other player was Gundogan, who played really, who played decently, but uh, did not provide uh, much with the defensive work. So Cruz had to do that defensive work as well as you know to play, uh, pinpoint those uh, long passes, long long passes, and to what you can say execute those long passes. You need time to time on the ball to do that. You need to get your head up and look for the look for you know someone who is running. So you know that requires time. And if you have someone alongside you know him alongside you, uh, so that you know the players opposition players cannot put pressure on you because they know that if you if you if they put pressure on you, then Cruz will just uh, pass it to sideways like he does for Yamal. You know, if he doesn't have much time on the ball, he will pass it to someone like uh, Casemiro or maybe a li- someone like left back who is uh, moving a little bit forward. So that kind of oh. what you can say presence was not available for Cruz to pass into. And that I think so. You know, the teams found it easier. You know, to, it just, they just pressed Cruz, and mm-hmm. they did not let have uh, much position on the ball, much time on the ball. And this, uh, what you can say, backfired Germany. And uh, to talk about mm-hmm. the German game against France, I think mm-hmm. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, I think I made it. I mentioned it on our Instagram post mm-hmm. that uh, Germany were making a lot of runs from the uh, wings, wing mm-hmm. side rather than making it from the middle. And uh, it's always difficult to play the cross and inshallah type of mm. game. Uh, it's not. It does not always guarantee you goals. Whereas when you, uh, you know, make attacks from the middle, make especially uh, like players uh, like Timo Werner or. Especially you know you said cross and inshallah game. Especially again, especially that France game. You know where everyone was sitting back. Mm. Uh, France players they were just defending the hell out of the what you can say the game. As you also said that mm. they were over defending, and playing that cross and inshallah type of game with someone like Gnabry who is not stronger in air. Havertz is kind of strong in the air, but he was not moving as forward as he moved for Chelsea. Uh, Muller is kind of a not strong in the air. So again, who's there to head the ball to play the Scottish and Inshallah games? And another thing, you know, that I forgot to display was German players. You know, they like to play. Uh, they like the like do what you can say, exploit the space that that uh, they create. Uh, they like to attack through that space. And you know, mm-hmm. with all this team, you know, England were sitting back, Hungary were sitting back. Uh, France were sitting back, you know, all these players, all these teams were just sitting back against them. They did not get that space to uh, to attack into, and this is where you know one of the one of the again the reasons that where Germany, what you can say, failed to make any progress uh, progress and score exactly. the goals. Uh, you told you told me that uh, the German players uh, like the Bundesliga, mm. uh, where these players like to have space, uh, they make those through balls and the, uh, it's just a tap in to score a goal, mm. but. This was not the case against the French team. They tried to make runs from the wings, and uh, like like you said, teams who defend well uh, do well against teams who play cross and inshallah, and that backfired against Germany. That was one of those reasons why Germany couldn't, uh, you know, go mm-hmm. ahead in this tournament. So I think we should talk about another team from the group of death mm-hmm. itself, the Portuguese team. 
Cristiano Ronaldo had a fine tournament. He scored five goals, but I'm sure he hoped to move uh, more forward in this tournament, especially uh, even when, uh, when they did good against uh, that Belgium team. Mm-hmm. Even after uh, being a goal behind, they were making those attacks. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo tried to do everything he could, but uh, he failed to score a goal. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'd like to also mention this uh, Renato Sanchez was absolutely brilliant with the ball. Every time he played, it looked like Portuguese uh, could do something and uh, that happened in the Belgium game too. But the only thing which the Portuguese team lacked was a goal and all thanks to uh, the goalkeeper Thibaut Kotwa, who was like a wall on the goal. Uh, we saw that free kick and he just saved that. Even after that, uh, a header was, uh, you know, uh, header was played and he just defended. There was uh, a shot taken on the goal but it hit the bar. So. There was luck and uh, amazing spirit of Thibaut Kotwa which helped Germany stop Portuguese attack and uh, they were trailing 1-0 throughout the game and, and Belgium easily won the game. Uh, see Portugal, you know, with Portugal, uh, there's a lot of what you can say attacking input uh, in the team right now. This is the, not the team that was in the 2016, you know. This was one of the better, what you can say, one of the best teams, you know, that they could have put. And this team was far better, you know, the quality was far better from the one they had in 2016. 2020 this 2020, 2020 team was, what you can say, one of the best in the team. And they, they were, you know, my top five favorites to win this one. Uh, they had uh, Bernardo Silva, they had Bruno Fernandes, they had Diego Jota, they had Ronaldo. They had Joe Felix, you know, they had so many attacking uh, attacking you know, options, you can say. But uh, the one thing that I saw in Portugal's, Portugal's team was, there was, what you can say, no cohesiveness, you know. Everyone was sort of, you know, playing for their, not for their own sake, you know, but they were just, you know, playing for, playing uh, with themselves, you know. They were not trying to, you know, what you can say, uh, get mingled with other players, you know, just try to make those, you know, control, what you can say, collaborate with one another, you know, to create those chances, uh, work, as a, work as a team rather than being a group of mm-hmm. individuals. So that that kind of sense, you know, what team building sense sense was not there in the team, and again uh, the system that the Portuguese Portuguese team played, uh, it was what you can say again as as I mentioned, you know, France system was also not great. They just played one dimensional football. Uh, I think so, you know, the the uh, Portugal coach, you know, uh, Fernando I, uh, Fernando Santos, I guess his name is. Uh, he thought about you know that uh, see we did this in 2016 and we won the whole thing out of nowhere. What if we do the same? Now we have got some great players, you know. We could we could do the same thing, and we probably should win this one. But again, you know, that team again, this team was, uh, you know, there's what you can say a clear the day and day and light, uh, day and night difference between this team. And they need someone, you know, what you can say who can uh, bring a most out of this player, who can play an expansive, intense, intense, full intensive and attacking football, you know. And there should be some little bit cohesiveness. I guess uh, Joao Felix, you know, could have played in the midfield. They could have gone with Joao Felix, Renato Sanchez, Renato Sanchez and someone like Danilo Pereira uh, in the midfield mm-hmm. alongside uh, Ronaldo. They could have played Ronaldo as a striker alongside Diego Jota and uh, uh, Bernardo Silva. So, you know, this kind of things, you know, the, can be looked upon. And I guess, you know, maybe, you know, if, uh, if uh, I, don't, I don't think they can, they might be going to change the coach. But if they do the, change the coach, they, they have one year to prepare. And, you know, this team, you know, this uh, current team can definitely win that uh, 2022 Qatar World Cup. But they need uh, they need someone else uh, to for that, and I don't think uh, Fernando uh, Fernando Santos is the right man to do the job right now. Exactly, and uh, mm-hmm. since you were talking about uh, team bidding, I'll talk about one incident that happened against France mm-hmm. uh, when Benzema was about to take penalty. Uh, you could uh, mm-hmm. see Pepe pointing Pepe. towards mm-hmm. the yeah towards uh, the side of of the net which Benzema was uh, 
about to score uh, but that's exactly the side which uh, Rui Patricio did not jump he jumped the opposite side and uh, Benzema scored a goal Pepe you could see Pepe getting mm. angry of course uh, it was his right he had told him correctly he knew Benzema uh, he played with Benzema for like 10 years and uh, he knew what uh, he could expect uh, you could expect from Benzema and he did not listen had he saved that penalty which could have been a reality portugal mm. would have played some other team portugal could have advanced into this tournament forward and they would have had a chance to win this tournament too so uh, that you pointed at penalty incident uh, again uh, again uh, there, there was not against a team 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 against a team building not, not there was not cohesiveness and that is the one the one thing that uh, led to the demise and portugal again as as i said you know this uh, this portugal side when i looked this when i looked at this portugal side i just saw so many attacking talent but uh, they were not used in the right way and probably someone someone else you know maybe someone coming from the ranks someone some other portuguese guy uh maybe you know they might uh, go for a, a, a job check a manager change but i think they should go for manager change and if they uh, somewhere bring someone someone in who is going to deal with all these players because again with a uh, big players uh, comes big egos and uh, you need to handle all these egos and into a one team and again uh, make just make use of these players and you you might win you know, this might be uh, the golden age of portugal you know we say golden age right now this might be the golden mm-hmm. age of portugal that they need to win the world cup and the euros again true and uh, so i think we've talked enough of about portugal uh, we should move forward mm-hmm. and uh, i think we should talk about the spanish team mm-hmm. uh, you know i mentioned that if spain uh, you know qualifies into the semi finals of mm-hmm. this tournament they would have uh, punched above their weight but uh, the way that team has played i think uh, my statement is uh, more false than anything mm-hmm. else because just after the inclusion of uh, Sergio Busquets, they started banging five goals as if it was a joke. Uh, that is the impact a big player has on a team. I think the, he was the one player which they missed uh, during the initial games of the tournament. And mm. the moment he came in, uh, the Spanish team looked very perfect and they are now into the semi-finals. Of course, they are facing Italy. Italy are the firm favourites to go ahead. Uh, in the tournament mm. in that game but uh, you cannot sleep over this spanish team this spanish team can upset italy and uh, and qualify into the world cup uh, sorry the uefa euro championship finals and uh, might probably win too because they've got a manager who has experience of winning he was the barca coach during the 2014-15 season when they won treble so he knows how to win and uh, he can make the most out of this spanish team if they uh, make it to the finals if that happens. See, uh, the Spanish team, you know, uh, I, I I would have said this uh, multiple times if you read, if you read my blogs on Pythagoras, Pythagoras in Boots, I have mentioned over that over there also as well. Uh, this Spanish team, you know, for the first uh, two games, you know, it looked like they were uh, what you can say waiting for the waiting for the opportunities to create. They were just passing and waiting. You know, something would happen. Uh, there might be some gap in the midfield. Someone would have you know what you can say forgot uh, forgot to mark his marker and left some space. They were waiting for those kind of things and you know while waiting they were just moving side to side they were just passing it here and there and waiting and waiting and uh, f- and f- you know what you can say the time went on and uh, after you know after what you can say itna intaar time nikal so you know that was the kind of a thing you know that was happening with France and after the what you can say second half you know uh, first half also they did not play, play really well but in second half uh, second half uh, with the inclusion of uh, Ferran Torres. Pablo Sarabia and the team, you know, uh, those kind of a player, you know, uh, their whole system changed. They were what you can say, 
now playing a more little direct direct football and as you said you know busquets uh, busquets you know give that uh, what you can say he's such kind of a player you know he's again a kind of a mm-hmm. sniper uh, he's again someone like a tony cruz as well who can play those long balls uh, accurately into the uh, into the part of a team and with those you know he can move it uh, quickly as well because what the the one thing that they need was quickness because uh, if you are moving uh, ball along the side uh, side bump side to side you need to move it quickly so that you can uh, what you can say it, uh, catch your opponents uh, on off guard uh, they might you know in process of moving from right to left you know your opponent might uh, leave some space here and there and they they were moving quickly and instead of, and with that you know they were uh, great getting playing direct football you know morata was dropping in alongside him you know uh, another defender came in to mark him and that uh, creators uh, that you know creators some space uh, behind the defense and someone like koke was just uh, running into that space you know uh, making the diagonals and between the center backs and getting a th- getting a through th- through ball opportunity uh, to the goalkeeper and their flanks uh, their what you can say their ferran torres and sarabia who were their wingers were pushing out uh, outwards you know we were playing on the wings uh, staying there and uh, letting uh, what you can say letting pedri and koke come inside playing in those half space you know uh, it is difficult to impl- uh, what you can say uh, uh, explain this in the video but if you would, i will i will leave a leave a link uh, down in the uh, down in the d- description about this about yes, the yes. spanish team that i wrote about the article about spanish team you know mm-hmm. uh, there you can uh, visualize 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 it. i have added some images there you can visualize it but again uh, the one thing i would like to say is spain uh, you know there they what you can say increase their in- intensity they were now playing with a more direct approach and they were not waiting you know for something to happen they were creating those chances they were breaking down the opponents and this is why you know they were scoring five goals like it was uh, it was a joke and again these are the two two main reasons intensity and directness which 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 uh, resulted in spain scoring 10 10 10 goals Uh, there's two players I'd like to talk about in the Spanish team. One is Alvaro Morata. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know how Alvaro Morata was going uh, through a tough time. Uh, he's he's had personal issues since fans were uh, you know commenting uh, bad things on his uh, posts, calling him names, uh, telling bad things about his kids as well. Uh, yet he bounced back. He scored those goals. Uh, he helped his team win that game against Croatia. I remember. Croatia had momentum scoring two late goals mm-hmm. uh, they were going into the extra time with three all and uh, this guy Morata just changed the entire uh, way the game was being played uh, he scored that goal one goal brought another and uh, we could see Spain marching through and uh, since we were talking about Morata he scored those goals and uh, there's one player exactly opposite that is Gerard Moreno mm-hmm. i expected him to step his game up score those number of goals uh, he does for Villarreal with spain and uh, that unfortunately did not happen uh, he could not step his game up that one game i think against sweden the first game of france uh, sorry spain which was a uh, nil nil draw that was the only game uh, when he looked like he could do something but other than that he was not uh, the exact player he, uh, we expected him to be and uh, he was bang on average i I really expect more things from him. Maybe if he uh, starts in more games, if he gets more chances, he can do better. Mm. But uh, it, he really did not play uh, up to his potential, and uh, he can do really better than what he did in this tournament till now. You know, Gerard Moreno is uh, he did not get much chance. Alvaro Morata, you know, uh, even though what you can say is uh, not he was not showing that goal uh, in against Slovakia and against uh, Croatia, he was dropping deep and against Switzerland as well. He was dropping deep, as I said. He was dropping deep alongside, along with him. Uh, player was uh, marking him. Came, came, uh, came to mark. Came to, you know, came nearby him, and that left a space. And you know, these are kind of players. You know what we can say. These are kind of things which get overlooked, uh, overlooked, and uh, people always look for goals and assists. 
and some you know who know football goes for goes goes to look out for creative chances create chances created and all key passes and all but you know these are some kind of things you know where you where you know you don't have what you can say you don't uh, direct the game uh, what you can say directly but indirectly you know playing pulling players here and to pulling players out of their position these are the kind of things you can do and this kind of you know uh, should should also be uh, what you can say uh, thought about when with you and we are uh, what you can say evaluating a player you know uh these are the thing you know timo werner so he's really good in pulling those players creating those spaces for his teammates to run into he's also one of the players you know i like uh, because and that's that is the reason why you know they get picked every each and every time because they have this mm-hmm. ability you know players they know player defenders know how quick they are how how pacey they are and uh, you cannot leave them alone and they attack defenders mm-hmm. to him they are like a magnet magnet for defenders you know attack towards them and create chances somewhere create uh, spaces mm-hmm. somewhere else and these are the reasons why you know alvaro morata gets picked over gerard moreno and he will also get picked uh, picked against italy and if even if uh, spain plays in the final he will get picked over there but yeah these are so, these are so kind of things you know which you should uh, consider while eval- mm-hmm. evaluating a player all right so i think we should move forward and uh, we'll talk about the croatian team mm-hmm. not there's not much we can talk about this croatian team because uh, even though they've got a few players from that 2018 world mm-hmm. cup uh, they're still not the exact same team they are very different from what they played in the world cup we could see that uh, in the tournament they did not score a lot of goals modric was doing well but uh, not good enough that his team progressed forward and uh, it's the end of the road for croatia they did get those two late goals mm. uh, they made sure that the game was uh, like very exciting but that's it for croatia they could not move ahead from the round of 16 uh, three goals for them in the uh, knockouts mm. and they are out of the tournament now uh, you know uh, this croatia team uh, they they certainly you know mr rakitic in the in the midfield they seriously missed uh, someone like mario mandzukic you know who could uh, mm-hmm. who could you know they could rely on scoring those goals uh, they they did miss uh, that kind of player but again uh, they had uh, what you can say kovacic in the midfield who is again uh, shown who has again played really well for chelsea but sadly you know did not do much for uh, uh, for croatia and they had to rely on the brilliance of modric again uh, it was his brilliance uh, against uh, scotland you know croatia i think so they were, were drawing 1-1 against scotland and uh, this guy modric came out of nowhere and scored those uh, wonderful goals he scored that i think so curl yeah, out, out yes that outside the foot shot you know and uh, they had again rely on 30, 35 year old modric and uh, this what you can say there was pace there, there was you know pace was also absent as well because i thought uh, if modric is not there then pace uh, can certainly make that difference but he was Uh, out due to an injury so yeah this croatia team you know really struggled to clear the chances and really relied on uh, relied too much on modric and again uh, again did not expected much from this croatia team uh, sure it would have been what you can say and uh, and upset if they would have defeated that spain team but uh, they came close but again uh, the better team won that day and croatia uh, did not expected much from them and what you can say it was deserved that they uh, lost out at the round of 16 exactly uh, so like i said there's not much we could talk about this croatian team uh, we should move forward and i think we should talk about uh, switzerland now mm-hmm. switzerland are through uh, were through to the quarter finals they defeated the world champion france they were uh, 3-1 behind they were trailing by two goals for most of the uh, game it was 85th minute i think 80th or 85th minute when they scored mm-hmm. the second goal and then the second goal brought the third goal uh, in the 90 plus minute and uh, which got momentum on their side and we know the brilliance of sommer uh, he was absolutely magnificent 
and uh, I'll take this opportunity to, to say what a gifted keeper he is. Mm. So he was brilliant at the goal. Uh, he he was he stood there like a rock, mm. and which helped Switzerland do well against uh, Spain in the uh, quarterfinals when they were down with ten men. Mm. That goal was scored by Zadran Shakiri, but then uh, Switzerland did not uh, denied. a uh, spanish team another goal and that the game went, went into the penalties where somer made two saves again so good game for somer good tournament for him and uh, i think switzerland should be proud for they've done really well in this tournament they've punched about above their weight uh, i think they should be proud yeah this was their first time you know when they reached the quarter final of a major international tournament uh, like euro and mm-hmm. uh, the world cup so they should be really proud with themselves the, and they took spain to the limit as well they took the match to the penalties even you know they defended with 10 men for 30 plus uh, 15 i think 45 minutes they defended with 10 men for 45 minutes you know they uh, they should receive all the praise but i would like to t- talk about two players you know uh, granish saka uh, who was out of favor at uh, arsenal uh, probably you know get uh, was probably going to get deported out to germany to play to bundesliga but uh, arteta kept faith on him faith in him and even though he did not he did he did not did much for arsenal he was uh, what you can say a beast for switzerland and the second player i would like to talk about is bril embolo he is one of what you can say a young attacking player you know who has that strong physicality he can push the push defenders you know uh, out of, he can push defenders he can use his shoulder he can use his strength to push away the defenders uh, plus he has that uh, what you can say uh, quickness uh, to get uh, to get to make those uh, make those runs So you know this kind of player, you know, he's he's a total package of a striker. You know, he has that pace, he has that strength. He kind, he's kind of you know Romelu Lukaku of uh, Switzerland. Even though you know the playing style might be different, but uh, the the physique and the what you can say the what you can say, the basic basic the basic comparison between the both two are equal. So yeah, uh, these are the two players. You know that uh, what you can say outshone me. Sure, there was players like Seferovic and Shakiri as well. But uh, these two players, you know, they might uh, do mm-hmm. big things for Switzerland in the upcoming World Cup. They could do big things for Switzerland in the upcoming World Cup, and uh, I think we should move on towards the next team. Uh, we'll discuss about England. England haven't scored, uh, haven't conceded even a single goal, and uh, that that has to be a big thing for both their defenders, their goalkeeper, and their and uh, their goalkeeper. Uh, I think this is the first time in many years. when england have uh, denied a goal to their opponents for so many games mm. england are through to the semi finals they defeated ukraine by 4-0 yesterday mm. and uh, harry kane is back in form he scored three goals in this tournament uh, raheem sterling has stepped his game up he scored that winner against uh, croatia in the first game itself mm. uh, so yeah they can probably start chanting again that it's coming home uh, you know england team uh, first i would like to i like to talk about raheem sterling everyone you know was saying that Uh, Ryan Sterling did not deserve a place in this team. Uh, he should not be starting. In the, he should not be playing in the, in the starting eleven. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, kind of right because he was what you can say lackluster for City. Uh, not a great player that he was uh, two one or two seasons prior to that. And everyone, you know, were talking that why Sterling playing and he showed why he was playing. And uh, you know, there are some players, you know, which we can talk about. Uh, Declan Rice or Calvin Phillips. You know, those uh, those two, you know, holding down in the midfield. Harry Maguire as well. Uh, he he played. He missed those first two matches, but again he come back, came back, and he he's what you can say a talisman in defense. Uh, you know, organizing him, the sort of a main leader in the defense. Uh, so everything right now is good for England. But you know, I am just uh, what you can say, uh, England uh, England and especially you know Gareth Southgate is kind of a very unpredictable for me. He can he can do anything. 
he wants and you know sometimes it's hard to what you can say predict what he's going to do and he's really unpredictable for me so you know i'm thinking they might you know fuck up somewhere else you know he might uh, cock something up and uh, there might be some problem you know which can be resulted in the in a in the on the on the pitch and they might you know lose out again as they did in the semi final they played really well against croatia but they got lost to them at uh, the in the extra time you know something like this is coming what you can say sort of in in the works for england and if not in the semi final then probably in the final you know when they will play italy or spain someone like that they can you know what you can say uh, not play well and something might happen which might lead to the opposition scoring goal and them losing the match so i think you know, some this kind of something unluckiness or maybe you know, some kind of bad football is uh, currently pre- looking present uh, looking alive in them and that might you know that thing might come to haunt them somewhere some sometimes you know in the semi final or maybe in the final yeah things uh, like that might cost them the tournament uh, they they have done really well up till now they will be playing against uh, denmark in the semi finals i think uh, denmark might be slightly easier uh, for them uh, because if not denmark they would have had to face uh, even better team but they they are facing denmark denmark has done well in this tournament but uh, if you compare denmark with this england team i think england are clear favorites to win that game england might go to the finals uh, most likely they'll go to the finals they'll play against uh, italy mostly that's and what i predict don't forget they have home support as well they are playing all the same finals and finals have been playing in wembley stadium finals and finals in wembley stadium correct so they've got home support uh, they have form they have momentum harry kane is back in form like i said so yeah england should defeat denmark they should make it to the uh finals and uh, it will be exciting to see what happens in the final uh, mm-hmm. that will be their ultimate test because they'll be facing a world beater italy said italy mm-hmm. are a unit uh, which can cause problems uh, to this english side so yeah it might come home because mm-hmm. they've got form and momentum but you never know uh yes and uh England, you know, again as I said, uh, there's some kind of an unpredictability with the squad, and there's something, you know, in the works that can that is, that will go against them. Maybe against Denmark, I'm uh, thinking that maybe Denmark will uh, outplay them again because Denmark have that players, you know, they have Magi, Maiele, they have Dansrath, they have Pet Platpe, they have Dolberg. Uh, they're fun, you know. What you can say? Can we move to Denmark because uh, uh, we? Okay. Okay. So we are moving on to Denmark. You know, they have those fun, you know, they have the Dansrath, Bethwet, and Dolberg. You know. all three all three of them can work on their own they have their space they have trickery in their in their locker room they can uh, go one on one against uh, defenders you know all three players they can play uh, individually as well uh, they don't uh, may sometimes you know they might not require uh, help from the other player as well plus they have those full back you know who like to push forward the striker from the left hand side and my myle i don't uh, so his name is a little bit difficult to pronounce uh, the the spanish the denmark left back uh, he They sort of plays as a left left winger as well uh, with with Tomicelli moving uh, so not Tomicelli Hoiberg moving to his position you know with all these things you know uh, with the front three what you can say they can play with uh, play uh, with themselves as well they don't they they might not they don't need that much help from other players and with the full back pushing forward we might see England you know getting really tested in this in this tournament Germany did not test them much. Croatia did not test them much. Scotland, Czech Republic, you know, all these teams, Ukraine as well, all these teams, you know, they did not test, they did not test England as much as they are going to be tested in against the Denmark. And you know that for that, you know, I'm thinking they might lose this one. But again, England are too strong to uh, to be beaten. But Denmark are still up there. 
so yeah that's what we have for you for the semi finals uh, we'll move forward we'll talk about the belgium side and uh, this is one team that has disappointed a lot even after doing well uh, they choked in the round of uh, eights that is the quarter finals we really expected them to win uh, we expected them to win this tournament because this is the golden generation of the belgium football team they've got players like kotua lukaku hazard de bruyne all the, uh, so many uh, great players in uh, in a team that does not happen uh, each and every time so we expected them to do what the spanish team did, uh, did in 2008 12 we expected them to win this uh, be favorites in the world cup again and go on to win that but of course that is in the future but since they've lost this uh, they lost against france in the semi final in the world cup 2018 so people have started questioning uh, belgium's ability to hold on their uh, to hold on their nerves and do well in the pressure situation and that is not happening uh the road will be difficult if this keeps happening because it's uh, because of course such great players don't play for you every day uh again you know if you uh, as you said you know they lost to very easily in 2016 quarter finals they lost to spears uh, france in the semi finals 2018 world cup semi finals if you know go back to 2014 uh, when this golden golden age really started 2014 they lost one nil i guess against argentina in the in the quarter finals uh 2016 they lost to wales in the quarter finals 2018 they lost to say uh, 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 France in the semi final and now they have lost to Italy. You know if you look uh, look at that you know and you you can see there's a pattern over there. That right? you know this Belgian team cannot uh, what you can say uh rise up to the location and uh, rise up to the occasion uh-huh. and play against those big team play on that big uh, big uh, on that big momentum and big occasion and they 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 can't you know they can't do that. Uh, uh they 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 rise to this occasion you know they rise to you know now there's only one or two things left to do and they fail over there you know. मतलब 80 परसेंट काम करेंगे और बाकी का 20 परसेंट ऐसे ही मतलब दे दे कैन नॉट डू दैट एंड द थिंग यू नो यस यस अति ज्यादा शेप उठा लेकिन क्वालिटी इन मराठी सो यू नो दे आर नॉट एबल टू फुलफिल ऑल द थिंग एंड दे दे ऑलवेज यू नो ऑलवेज दे रिमेन शॉर्ट एंड दिस इज वाई यू नो दे आर कॉफिलेस एंड अगेन एज यू सेट दिस गोल्डन एज दिस गोल्डन गोल्डन जनरेशन विल नॉट बी प्ले फॉर यू फॉर एवर लुका कोई ट्वेंटी एट हजार समवेर अराउंड ट्वेंटी then all their all their defenders are aging kotwa would be around 30 which is around 32 yes uh, so you know uh, probably you can say uh, the qatar world cup is full and final chance for them you know to finally win a, uh, win a trophy international trophy uh, that is the final chance this was the penalty match chance now the world cup is uh, is the final chance final chance for them to win something and if they don't win that then i guess you know they are what do you say at 2024 you know four years from now three years from now everyone will be about 30 Uh, each and every player now in the squad will be about 30 and it would be you know difficult to win this is not the ipl you know where chennai super kings where the imla chennai super kings can win with mm-hmm. 30 plus uh, players this is football you need all the physicality you need to bring that uh, what we can say intensity to the game intensity to the game uh, old players you know probably you know with two or three old players you can play but you, uh, you need intensity mm-hmm. in football you need to press high you need to move forward constantly you know uh, move uh, move here and there on the pitch and with all the players in the in the 30s it it might be difficult for them and they might need another uh, another generation another bunch of generation to do to probably win but uh, the world qatar world cup is a final chance for them to win something final chance exactly and uh, like we all know success inspires so if belgium goes on to win that world cup they might inspire 
a whole bunch of great new footballers young footballers to uh, do well and that could start a new revolution in belgium football uh, so moving on from belgium side i think we should talk about uh, i think we've talked about most of the teams and we i'll let you choose i think we forgot netherlands italy. i guess italy and netherlands uh, yeah, are uh, the big teams italy uh, yeah we've got clear netherlands i think we should talk about italy first italy are through to the semi finals and italy are my favorites to win this world uh, mm. this euro cup right uh, here onwards you know many fans mm. said that this italy team are dark horses who might spoil parties in the quarter in the knockouts or uh, in any games but i think that is not true this italy team is a very good italy side they can win this they have it in themselves to uh, win this championship trophy and uh, they've got a great chance they have to play spain they are clear favorites there and then they have to probably face england again they can beat england they've got that in themselves they've been winning since i think 20 plus games now mm. they've uh, un- they've been unbeaten since 20 plus games uh, 32, they have experience 33 games i guess yeah exactly 20 plus games that is 33 games mm. uh, they've got experience of bionuxi chelli chancelini mm. and uh, young players at, at the front kesia uh, and cairo immobile insignia mm. so they've got world beating side with them they should not disappoint and yeah Italy are clear favorites. They are doing really well in this tournament. See, you know the, the Italy team. You know when we talked about Italy, the one thing that came in our mind was defense. That uh, their mentality was, you know, we can out uh, outlast defend, our defend. opponents. We can defend our way to the victory. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, uh, with the inclusion of um, uh, Pellegrini, uh, the, the the new Italian coach, uh, there's a new kind of a mentality going on right now. And uh, this Italy team, you know, they know how to attack. And now, you know, their mentality is we will at outscore our opponents. We will. attack and we will win those game while attacking uh, so again uh, that old defense along with the new new attack as you can say uh, mm-hmm. they they are working properly you know probably well defenders are doing their job attackers are doing their job and in the midfield you know uh, i would like to say one thing you know in the midfield you know uh, there are three midfielders and all three of them you know do different kind of a job jorginho is one of mm-hmm. the plenty player you know, who likes to stick deep and distribute the ball among themselves you know recycling recycling from one end to the other and mm-hmm. another end then there are variety who is kind of a playmaker you know who's uh creating those chances for the for you and they have badala you know who is pushing forward who is who is kind of playing as a number 8 you know as, as a number 8 so you know with uh, mm-hmm. this different combination of midfielders you know present uh, present in the squad there is a lot of unpredictability with them and football you know you can uh, if there's unpredictability then uh, you are definitely going to win in football because uh, players you know again defenders would be saying like means uh, they would they, are, yeah, they they get confused you know with all this interchanging role and everything they get confused <laughs> and we create unpredictability and this is where you shine and alongside you know they have insignia again he's 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 given sort of a number 10 told you know he's uh, told to do uh, from the middle of the park to the left of the park he said uh, he told that you can move anywhere so you know there's a lot of player moving in and out of the position and anything everything is this everything this is going on uh, they have certainly led on their attacks and instead of you know defending their way way to the victory they are now attacking their way to the victory exactly and uh, just like belgium team uh, italy have two maestros in them mm. in the form of chancelini and uh, leonardo bonucci uh, they are 36 and 34 years old so mm. the qatar world cup will be the last and final chance for these two as well to uh, mm. finally win the world cup have a trophy in their cabinet mm. and uh, then probably the when time comes they'll retire and when they look back at their career uh, they'll be happier for these trophies uh, rather than any other trophies which they have won of course uh, so italy should 
not miss this opportunity they should take this mm-hmm. chance with both their hands win against spain uh, beat england or probably denmark in the finals mm-hmm. and uh, have that trophy in their cabinet they really deserve that uh, we all know what happened in 2017 mm-hmm. when they lost against i think sweden uh, this yes, uh, world cup qualifiers yeah exactly uh, genlogi uh, buffon retired mm-hmm. the captain chelini uh, uh, retired and uh, people expected this italy team to go down the drain but uh, with a new manager he recalled these uh, legend players gave them specific roles mm-hmm. put out a great project and uh, we can see italy are really doing well and we all know italy is known for great defense they have great defense mm-hmm. but this italy team does not just rely on defense they attack they have players like kiesa mm-hmm. uh, you know who who just take a shot and uh, they can produce goals even from a half chance so that is a good thing and italy are not just a defensive side they can attack well now they have players like verratti in the middle uh, who can help their uh, attackers create chances for goals and yeah italy will italy should probably win this tournament and i'm rooting for italy from now uh, and as you said you know the that uh, the manager brought all these old players he bought bonucci he bought uh kelini he also brought isenia uh, into the squad as well he also brought immobilian mm-hmm. who was out of the squad Immobile. he brought uh, him in the squad and you know most of the play- players you know, who were we probably you know, did not know much we did not know about locatelli we did not know, did not know about uh, mm-hmm. pesina you know he also brought all these players you know because he saw what they can do and uh, instead of you know going for the big big players he's he's relying on this player as well uh, to score those goals and it's probably seen you know in uh, one serious manager puts faith in you the you, you play with a different what different kind of a player you be, you become a kind of different player and you will play mm-hmm. with you know with different kind of confidence and this confidence is really shown in the players and even in, in dire situation you know in against australia you know, they were probably you know uh, they, were, they were equally match against australia but players like pesina and kiesa as you said uh, they 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 made the made that difference and italy are probably through right now and what you can say they were my third favorite before the start of the tournament and as you said they are now becoming you know one of my favorites to win this one exactly uh, so i think we should move forward and uh, we'll talk about the final team that is uh, netherlands or holland whatever you'd like to call uh, i think they played against czechoslovakia in the round of 16 i really hoped netherlands could beat them uh, move forward into the tournament they would have been in the semi finals had they beaten czechoslovakia because they had it in them to beat denmark they had it in them to beat england uh, they could actually play the finals and probably win this but uh, they blew their chance away they created chances against czechoslovakia you know that goal mm. uh, which would have been a reality he missed mm. that and uh, that costed them one goal led to the other and they lost the game by 2-0 it was an average uh, tournament i think for netherlands mm. they started well but uh, they choked when they had to perform at their level best so looking back i think they should be a uh, little bit satisfied but uh, they could also see like they missed a huge uh, chance in this tournament because they had it in them to win this so yeah it's mixed emotions for netherlands i feel uh, you know this team was uh, at the down for you know 2010 uh, they had a rise in 2008 or 2010 i guess uh, they finished mm-hmm. second uh, then in 2014 i guess they finished uh, i guess they finished third or fourth i don't remember okay they finished third, third. third. They finished third. Brazil. Yeah. So they finished third, you know, and after that uh, did not qualify for 2016 Euro. Euro did not qualify for the 2018 World Cup, and I thought you know they are in the, they were in decline. Uh, but uh, as of uh, but the Donald Co- the 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 coach 
the current Barca coach that is Ronald Koeman. Uh, he really did well, uh, good work with this team. He, uh, what you can say, he created a system, he created a project. What you can say, he created a new project with the player, new players like Depay, Dumfries, and all of these players. You know, bringing in new new players, bringing in those uh, fresh players, fresh new players, and uh, Italy, Netherlands were on the rise again. But as you said, you know, what you can say, you know, as Red Cruz likes to call, you know, uh, 45 minutes of bad cricket and we lost this game. Uh, Netherlands players and fans, you know, would also say that that delete, that delete, what you can say, delete decision of uh, handling the ball instead of, you know, just uh, falling mm-hmm. down and probably, you know, letting she go through. They could have probably, you know, even if she could have scored that, they would have probably, you know, come back into the game with Elan players. They had that uh, capacity, in the, they had that, what you can say, uh, quality in, in them to come back from that one nil goal. But that decision, you know, to put your hand down and that was a deliberate, what you can say, deliberate uh, go, uh, swapping of, uh, obstructing of a goal scoring opportunity. And they've had to give a red card to him and that was very naive from delay, delete. He would like to probably delete that, uh, that occasion from him, you know, delete, delete. So uh, that, that was, that, that's what was, that was really naive from him and that led to downfall of Netherlands. And you know, that you could say that one bad decision led to, what you can say, ruining entirety of the Netherlands. Uh, campaign Euro 2020 campaign, which which had a lot of promises in him, but that one decision, you know, one red card, and they were out of the tournament. True that uh, you expect better things from uh, players like uh, Delete. You know, uh, he was doing really well. He did well with Ajax. He's doing good mm-hmm. with uh, Juventus. Uh, so yeah, he's 19. He's just 20, 21 years old. Uh, he's young, uh, but he'd shown promise. So we expect better things from him. That did not happen, and like you said, one thing uh, leads to another, mm. and uh, that's what happened. One goal led to another, and this Netherlands team could not uh, win the game. So that's what happens when you don't make the most out of the golden generation of your team, right? Mm. So when Netherlands were uh, at their best, they lost the World Cup final. Uh, they failed again in the 2014, which was one of their chance. Then uh, things went bad for them. They did not qualify in the 2016 Euro Cup. They did not qualify in the 2018 World Cup as well. So. I think this is why it's important to make the most out of your best teams. Uh, go out, win, win those games, make the most out of the chances you have. Uh, take those hard decisions. Uh, try to convert those half chances, and uh, that's what helps you win tournaments. You know, it's not it's not just about a great team. It's also about the mentality, and uh, we could see that from the Netherlands side uh, when they failed uh, to win two consecutive World Cups mm. and uh, we all know the downfall. So, I think Belgium should uh, take lessons from it, mm. uh, come back stronger in the World Cup and probably win that and that could inspire a generation or two and uh, that could start a revo- revolution like I said. So, yeah, that's it. I think we've talked enough uh, and uh, we'll see you in the next so video. One thing, one thing I would like to ask, one thing, one thing I'd like to ask, uh, prediction for the semi-finals, prediction, prediction for the semi-finals. I think Italy and uh, England will go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think I should not say anything about the scores, but the England, sorry, the Spain and Italy is uh, will not have more than three goals. Mm-hmm. Might be two one, two all, one. Uh, not even uh, two all. It should be two one, one all uh, sort of game. Mm-hmm. Any team that wins uh, would win by only one goal. So. So you know, I feel that uh, Italy, Italy against Spain, you know, it would be probably decided by who will uh, get a whole lot of hold of opposition because both other teams like to hold, like to get that position, and Italy uh, do well when they are out of position. You know, they defend well and they counter attack uh, against. I against Australia, we saw that. But you know, Spain, uh, they do not do, they don't do much uh, good, good play. They do not play good football when they are out of position. That we saw against Croatia. 
they did not have much position they considered two goals against Switzerland again as well uh so i guess because of that you know i would go for italy because they can do well in position and out of position as well and i think italy would dominate that game and they would win it probably 2-0 and against england denmark i am probably going to say england but uh, what out for denmark as well i'm not saying that uh, uh, i'm going for both teams i'm saying that england will win my prediction is england will win but my heart will be supporting denmark uh, because of Same. that incident exactly so i think that's what we have for this video and uh, we'll see you see you after the semi finals till then peace out peace out